what you need tonight A little something to whet your appetite And it's gonna make you feel alright Sweet gravy and Carmen Kirk Check them out as they go to work Congratulations on your new podcast Now open up a can of whoop ass And blast, blast, blast And I hope you like this show. Wow. Wow, yeah. Ooh, Carmen. Welcome to another episode of Okay, listen. Uh what? Taste the pungent cheese. Mm-mm. Taste the goodness of the pungent cheese. <laughs> You don't think that that's cool? No, I don't. Why not? I don't. Don't press no buttons. I got no buttons, but I'm just saying. Just let it let stew on it a little. Taste no. the pungent cheese. No, I don't want to. Taste the good. And people who don't listen to this cheese. every time, they're going to be confused. <laughs> that's okay. Oh my God, you're too much. But it all builds on each other, Carmen. Oh my God, no, it doesn't. It does. Mm-hmm. See, this pungent cheese. That's what we called the podcast way back in the day. No, we never called the podcast that. Well, there's a couple episodes where somebody wrote a nasty <laughs> comment and said that uh-huh. about the podcast. They said we look like the most pungent cheese, like as we smell like the most pungent cheese. It's like, who makes a remark like that? It's like you ain't got nothing else to I do. I think it's funny. It is funny, but like, get out of here. <laughs> like, go do something. Mm-hmm. They are. They're commenting. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a not a super eventful week, but I mean a lot of work and um, temperatures are up and down. Mm-hmm. It's like seventy eight degrees today, right? Something like that. It don't feel like yeah. That. It's gonna get up into the seventies, and then tomorrow will be seventy one, and it's mm-hmm. gonna stay right at the seventies, high sixties throughout the week. Yeah, uh-huh. and then it's gonna drop to fifty and forty next week. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody getting sick. Cause yeah. how you supposed to? My like, whole job got sick. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. All 20 of us. Sick. And then he brought it to me. No, I think and you already I'm had it. And now I'm stuck with it. You, you, you already had I think you actually gave it to me. You probably gave it to my whole job. No. Oh, uh-huh. no. Yeah. I wasn't sick before that. Uh-huh. I just got over it. Now I still sound like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take that Mucinex. You know, I... <laughs> For some reason, uh, Mucinex has become... Uh, people have been telling me, oh, you got to take the Mucinex. Mucinex is what the, the thing that works. I've been on the Mucinex train forever. I don't feel like it worked that good, honestly. I think Alka-Seltzer work a little better. Mucinex is just, just get the stuff that's in your lungs out the lungs. Yeah, Alka-Seltzer... You remember the commercials? Oh, yeah. Where the, the, the mucus would move in. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is my home now. Yeah, and then he's like, and then like there would be like a cyclone. Like that would... I don't know. It was an effective commercial. Mm-hmm. It was better than the the Quiznos commercial. That's for sure. That Quiznos. They were both effective, just in two mm-hmm. different ways. It's funny. I uh, this week I watched watched a documentary about automats. Uh huh. You know what an automat is? 
the car washes that your car goes through? No. Uh, Automat is a uh, eating establishment. But what it is is you go to, like, there's a, there's a variety of machines. Mm-hmm. And you put in your money, and then you open up a window, and you take the thing you got. So it's, like, all, like, a la carte, you know? And it started, like, in, like, the 30s. Mm-hmm. So, like, things would cost a nickel. Mm-hmm. Like, everything cost a nickel. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, you, you could get your pie and coffee, and then they had, like, sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Just, like, whatever you want. Like a vending buy, machine, right? Yeah, like a vending machine. But, like, before it... And have the little whirly cues, mm-hmm. and it was like a whole place filled with it. And they were like cooking food in the back. Yeah, yeah. And then they and just, just put the it. food in the things, and then people go yeah. up to them and pay for them and get it. Right. And uh, so for the longest time, their coffee cost a nickel. These yeah. automats. It was mainly uh, focused on one brand. I guess it was like the main one, Horn Hard Art Hard Art mm-hmm. uh, Automats, and. Uh, their coffee was uh, uh, five cents for like the longest time, mm-hmm. and and then they uh, not no more. They put out an ad, and then they're like, "We like our customers so much, we lose money every time we you know sell a cup of coffee because they were selling it for five cents, right? Like into like the eighties, yeah. And then they had to change the price, of course. But the machines, they couldn't take any other. They couldn't take pennies. They could only take nickels. So they had to double the price, Carmen. Mm-hmm. And it, th- this advertisement, they had uh, like one of the like board members were going to jump out the window. And they're like, no, 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 no. <sighs> Just a really bad commercials for the horn and hard art yeah. automat. And then after that, like in the 80s, they, uh, they, move their campaign into you can't eat atmosphere because mm-hmm. their stuff was all trashy like by that point like bums and stuff had started going in there mm-hmm. drinking their 10 cent coffee mm-hmm. and they weren't like bothered with you know mm-hmm. what do you think about that and then you saw that and like they had like a like a carpet as a steak and they had like weird stuff they're like you can't eat the atmosphere mm-hmm. they're like it's it's not not fancy but it's good mm-hmm. that's what they would say it's not fancy but it's good what do you think about that you're telling people that you're trash uh it's interesting but i can understand how those places got overrun by homeless people because it Mm -hmm. was so cheap and they they were mainly in new york and philadelphia right so you have a large uh amount of traffic of homeless people that's probably coming in and out or going past that area and they're like Mm -hmm. Just a perfect place to beg for money for food. Just a perfect place yeah. to hang out and just. You got twenty TV. cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the place where somebody asks for the twenty cents. You're they like, know you, you got change because you coming in here yeah, to right. put nickels in. Mm-hmm. So they already know you got it. Yeah. Until ninety one, they got rid of it. Yeah. They were all gone. And I think, um, I mean, I think people like during the pandemic. That that would have been an uh, awesome thing to have, you know what I mean? Because everything was going on, um, and a lot of people had a hard time doing that. Uh, n- what is it? No face to face delivery type thing. Mm-hmm. Like we had a guy who lived by us who already had a window in his store, so uh-huh. he could just sell out the window. 
Right. And it was easy for him. His building was already designed to for him to thrive during the pandemic. And right. he had he got pretty good business during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But then other people like took forever to open up because they didn't know how to even start. How so, you start to do it. Right. And then I know I was working for a place at the time and they they got on to all of the uh services. The DoorDash, which was like a local place. Mm-hmm. The Uber Eats, the not DoorDash, uh, two dine in, mm-hmm. and DoorDash. Maybe did we have DoorDash? We might I, not have been there yet. I'm not sure. Um, and they got on all of them, and then so like this machine would go off, this machine would go off, this oh, machine God, would go off, and then the, there would be like people calling in orders. Oh, that was the worst. And then she, uh, they finally decided that they were going to stick with one. And yeah. the the prices are different because they charge you more. Yeah, I worked for when I did my internship. I worked for I did my internship at this little uh, Irish pub restaurant type deal, and they had all that stuff going as well. But sometimes mm-hmm. it would get busy, and they'd be like, "Shut off all of the all those services." Yeah, you turn it off. Yeah, they turn off all of them. I wanted to get a pizza from the Hilltop Superette. Mm-hmm. One day at work, I was I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get a pizza from there. And then by the time I was, it was time for me to order it, they had to turn it off. Mm-hmm. No, no hilltop super yeah. for me. It's still a shortage of workers in the hospitality industry across the board, which is weird. Like I just went, we just went to Circle K. I was like, ah, oh, they do five dollar pizzas. You know, they just a little, the little ones they mm-hmm. pop in a magic oven. Yeah, Seven Eleven pizzas and like whatever, just some some sustenance after work. And uh, the guy was like. It's only me. I can't do both. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I can't sell no food. I'm like, it's $5 pizza Friday. And you, and can't, you can't sell me a pizza? $5 pizza? A $5 pizza, yeah. That's, Are you guys going to be reason. doing $5 pizza tomorrow? Oh, yeah, no. No. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get it today. Right. So take the sign down, bitches. But it's uh, plastered to the window. Right. You Y'all got these signs up. And then people are flocking in asking for pizzas. And you're like, oh, we can't. We don't have employees to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, where is the mark being missed at? It's mm-hmm. by the company itself, the brand itself, because that's not like an individual store owner choice when you own a franchise. Mm-hmm. That's the franchise itself. Like, push this. This is gonna. This is gonna be awesome. Right. But you ain't got enough employees to even keep up the deal. So now what happens? Mm-hmm. Whenever you post specials like that, people ignore them mm-hmm. because it doesn't. But they don't because you didn't. I should next time I will. <laughs> I'll never go in there another Friday and ask for a pizza because uh-huh. I know they ain't got the employees to do it. Right, but so, maybe you'll look in the window and you'll be like, "They got two people right now. I can get this pizza." I don't think they would have did it with two people. You don't think so? Nope, they run in both registers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. It's a. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's some type of disconnect between. The people who own companies and like what's actually going on day to day in the actual business. Mm-hmm. You have to be in tune with your business. But once you get this large franchise and it gets out of the, like it's hard to control it at that point. Mm-hmm. So, and there's been many businesses in history where you get this large franchise and then we've seen it happen in, in uh, Portland. We saw that subway in Portland, it was like number three on the list in the country. And then it was number 103 on the list. Mm-hmm. Every time we went, they were never open. They had like a prime spot because all the people would go on their lunch breaks and go straight there. The one by the market? The one, uh, 
by the public across from the library. No, 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 no. The one down in the old port, the subway in the old port. Yeah, it serviced that little area. The one closer to Rosie's. Okay, it serviced that little area, and like you would go there days, and it'd be literally a line out the door. Yeah. But then the owner got was older, and like he wasn't keeping an eye on everything. You would go in, and they wouldn't even be open on time. Mm-hmm. It's like Subway has specific hours across the board, but they couldn't open at those times. They would, or they would open and be like, "Oh, we don't have, we only got white bread, mm-hmm. or we only yeah. have these wraps because we haven't baked the bread yet because I came two hours late to work." Right, and then one time we were there, and uh, there was a little kid watching it because they added like a television in there in a little lounge area. Yeah, yeah and a little kid, and it was like. Clearly, like the son of one of the workers, mm-hmm. which is I mean, kind of weird, you know. You got your kid at work with you, yeah. Which I get it, but like you're not doing your job the way you're supposed to, and then that subway closed, mm-hmm. and people stopped going there. Literally, it would be people coming to the door, and they'd be so angry, like, "Dude, it's an hour past open, and they ain't even got here to open up yet." Mm-hmm. So this ain't got nothing to do with Subway itself, but like when you start doing the numbers on how many stores you got and how many are closing, like it that the workers and the climate contributes to that. Right. So it's just a it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. It's a large industry and a lot of people involved. Mm-hmm. But um, we were just uh, over on the topic of food. We were just watching Easy Bake. The Easy Bake Cook Off challenge yeah so me and kirk like to watch competition shows you together. like the competition shows I'll well we watch them. them we watch them together i'll endure them if if you and i were not together you i would never this one it's because i know you like it okay because you talk about the easy bake ovens all the time yeah yeah you talk about oh those easy bake ovens they were so good they were cool uh-huh i, mean, I wouldn't eat it now but you wouldn't an easy bake oven cake? If you had an easy bake oven, you would No, hell no. A, a fucking weird cake mix cooked by a light bulb? No, that can't be <laughs> right. What is it? Don't, don't make me say it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it was a cool little show. And uh, they pretty much are making food really quick. And they're using like hacks to like make food quick. It's uh, nothing fresh. No fresh ingredients, I guess, is, right. is, is, the, uh, is the thing. Right, like, for example, one of the challenges, they only had an oven. They had to cook all their food in the oven. Mm-hmm. So this guy made pasta. He made the pasta in the oven. And it's on, the oven's only on for, like, 40, 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah. They only got 40 minutes in the oven. They got an hour to do the challenge, 40 minutes in the oven. Uh-huh. So he made pasta in the oven. Right. And his pasta came out good, but it looked a little dry. Yeah, it looked kind of gross. It did kind of. That's because he needed to add some water to that shit or something. Uh-huh. Some more cream or something. I don't know. It didn't look good. Yeah, but I mean, they said it tastes flavorful. It just mm-hmm. wasn't better than that girl's chicken, and she did a poppy seed chicken. Yeah. So that wasn't even that difficult. She did easy stuff. Uh-huh. Only thing she did was she put a sheet tray in the oven and got it really hot, and then put her frozen broccoli on it so mm-hmm. it seared the outside. And they're like, "Oh my god, I this can't doesn't believe. even look frozen. It doesn't look like frozen <laughs> broccoli, like." Do you look at broccoli? You're like, that was frozen. Uh, Yeah, immediately. How do you know? Because I can look at this shit and tell it was frozen. Because it's cut a certain way? Yeah, that too. That's basically it. Because the machines do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can tell. Mm-hmm. But they're like, I get what they were saying. Uh-huh. 
she put some chili pepper flakes on it. It was like, ooh. Yeah, I I don't ever need to see uh, the easy bake cook off again. You don't want to see it again? <laughs> no, I, I had enough of it. That no, we gotta watch it now one. because the one girl who wins, yeah, she go on to she the next won $25, one. Twenty five thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars, and then she gets to compete again. Yeah, and then in all the previews for the next episode, she's like crying, crying. and. So apparently, other people know how to easy bake off better than her. She about, she not about to go further. She that's she like a to. that's like a skill that you need to like cultivate. I feel no. I uh, think I would do very well because that's what I do every day. I come in, I look in the kitchen. I'm like, damn, I don't got this. I'm about to do this. Damn, I don't got this. I'm uh-huh. about to do this. Like I be coming up with all type of shit. It's like, all right, what I'm gonna use for this? What I'm gonna use for this? Mm-hmm. Like I need breadcrumbs. Fuck, I got hot dog buns. Okay, this one I'm gonna do. Yeah. Write these out. Like I be doing that all the time. This guy, he uh, he made like a, que- a queso with uh, Velveeta, and it was like really like it was like Velveeta and onions. Mm-hmm. Like and it was, it all was it like was? it was some tomatoes in there. I think. Was there? And uh, the woman was they got like, some fresh items like the vegetables. Yeah. But. The woman judge was like, uh, she said. This is the I I uh, judged a queso competition and this should be in that. Like it's just Velveeta, man. Yeah. Like Velveeta's got that taste. Yeah, you can't get that Velveeta taste off of there. Oh uh, no, you. It's can't. always gonna taste like Velveeta. It is. Whatever it is, you can no add matter whatever what you every, do. Is it, you're like, that's Velveeta. Yep. That's messed up. It's chemical. You it know? is. Like, you can taste it. I mean, I wonder those queso competitions, like people be making their queso from scratch or like what mm-hmm. they be doing. Man, I'm not, making the cheese sauce sucks because you need a, it's delicate. You have to add things at the right time. You can easily curdle shit in it if mm-hmm. you're not doing it correctly. And I fucked up many of cheese sauces. I've made really good ones before, but man, when I'm multitasking and I'm doing a hundred things at once, I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn it, I didn't fuck up the cheese sauce. One of them looking sauce. at your phone? Yeah, probably. No, yeah. not at home. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about like at work. One of them's going outside to smoke a cigarette. Oh, I'm talking yeah. about like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm doing too many things. I'm not being focused, and I fuck that cheese, and then the cheese uh-huh. sauce curdled, split on me. I'm like, oh man, that's so much shit going in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I've thrown away so much product. Mm-hmm. When I think about it, it's so funny. But the reason I say that is because in one of the challenges. The boy he used uh he used frozen spinach and he put the spinach inside the pasta and the girl was like oh and he used canned mushrooms mm-hmm. too and they're like oh my god he's putting all that stuff in there so all the flavors are just gonna soak right into that pasta when it bakes in the oven mm-hmm. and I'm just like ugh because I remember I got a can of spinach and like you need the girl was saying can't you should people should always use frozen spinach mm-hmm. because. Why would you pay all that money for a bag of spinach and then you get like a small handful of it once right. it cooked down? Okay, that makes sense a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't want spinach that's not fresh. Right? Canned spinach? I didn't even know this existed until you, I got you it. You thought mistake. it was what green beans when you yeah, bought it? Yeah, I thought it was green beans. And you came home with a can of spinach. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? I said, "Well, let me try it. Mm-hmm. I'll make it as a side for." Something that I eat. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. You don't like the. Oh spinach? my God. It was like baby food. It was so bad. 
Mm-hmm. It was like this should be taken off the shelves. You think so? Yeah, you shouldn't be selling that to people. That's, that's Popeye's brand. Though. Oh my god, it's so bad. He, it's like why would you ever eat canned spinach? That's atrocious. It's like, got iron in it, and it makes him grow his muscles. Oh my god, that's like for kids who. I don't know. That's for nobody, actually. It's for nobody. Nobody should be eating that stuff. Uh-huh. I didn't even know it existed. I never. I guess as many canned goods you don't think about right. because some shit shouldn't be in a can. I think that's a pretty standard can. Spinach. Yeah, that's a canned good. That's pretty standard. Yeah. I think it's in a lot of homes. No, in yeah. a lot of homes. Yeah, in a lot of homes. That's so weird. Yeah. I ain't never had no canned spinach growing up. Yeah. I've been like, what the fuck is this? That's uh-huh. why I was so confused by it. But I mean, we had spam in the house, but I, we never ate it. Mm-hmm. It just sat underneath the canned good cabinet forever. Right. I don't know who decided to pick it out, but. It just sat there. I knew what it looked like. I knew what it was. But it was just like the cranberry sauce that my mom bought an extra can of the year before. Mm-hmm. That just sat underneath the canned good cabinet forever. Right. Until Tony decided to cook it because he can't cook anything else. Mm-hmm. It was like, ugh. Fry up some Spam. Fry up some Spam. It's been there for two years. Yeah, still good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you a Spam man? I could do Spam every now and again. Like I- once. Once a year, maybe, you know. Yeah, I couldn't do it a lot, but I could. I could belly down some spam. Yeah, I feel like it's, every now and it's again stuff that you could do once. In, like I could do a peanut butter and jelly once in a while. Right, but you got to get all the fixings for it. You got to get the peanut butter, and then what's the other thing? Jelly. Oh, you got to get the jelly too. Yeah. Then you got to get the bread. Yeah, you gotta get the. Oh, right what kind bread. of bread are we gonna get? White bread. White bread. Yeah, wonder. Wonder. Yeah. I'm I'm a natural harvest man. Oh my god, I'm a natural harvest man. Maybe hilltop. I like hilltop oh, too. Oh Jesus, you bougie! Uh-huh. You just get that wonder bread and you just. Sometimes a wonder bread is uh, stale. Don't get the stale one. You don't know though. That's like you going shopping for eggs. You're supposed to look in, at the eggs before you pick them up. I always do. Right, so you should check the bread right. before you put it in a basket. How do you how do you check the bread if it's stale? You just touch it. You can't tell a stale bread. From you don't a... squeeze it. You're not like a man, but like I put it in my hand, I kind of no, you don't. Quick go you around. go like this and put it. That's why you d- didn't know that there was spinach in your basket. No, that's different. I was in a rush. <laughs> I was in a rush with the spinach. Bread is a little more particular because especially if you buying out the deli, you don't know which bread is going to be good or not. Mm-hmm. I I would love to be able to find a nice pumpernickel bread right now. Mm-hmm. I love pumpernickel bread. It's my favorite. We were at the Outback Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And you asked if they had the pumpernickel bread. And she said, we have wheat bread. And then she bring out the pumpernickel bread. Mm-hmm. And you want to make fun of that poor little girl. It's like this pumpernickel, not wheat. Uh-huh. Because there's some dark wheats. Like a... Uh, Longhorn, they sell a dark wheat bread. What is pumpernickel? Pumpernickel? Yeah. It's pumpernickel bread. I what forgot. Is it? I haven't fucking made it in a while. I have to look it up. What kind of plant is it? And I don't fucking know. Okay. It's just a way they make it. But it's not wheat, I don't think. Mm. I'm not positive. I have to look at it. Right. Might should. maybe it might be a We should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a derivative of, of a rye or I'm not positive. I have to check it out. But I know it ain't the same shit. I know it's two different breads. And I know it ain't ain't the fucking wheat the honey wheat bread that you get at Longhorn. Right. 
So I think that's what she thought it was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It wasn't. Mm-mm. It's like if you a server, she should know. Again, you know, people the businesses are struggling. Girl, everywhere. you're supposed to know, but as a server, you're supposed Every, to know what you're serving. Everywhere out there uh, is. It's not just the hospitality industry. Everyone is struggling for workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where do all the workers go? I don't know. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing all these stories of all these uh, or reading all these articles of people struggling and they're sending money to different families and all these programs the states are coming up with to help the families in their communities and all that stuff with relief checks and mm-hmm. all these different like funds. And it's like, what are these people? Where do people got like people just collect the money or like what's going on? Yeah, I mean, but that's that whole scenario worked for us with our move and everything. Yeah, you know, we mm-hmm. were able to uh, find jobs the week we got here. Yeah, yeah, and everything was good. I mean, it's I like feel the smoothest, like, like this, the, the move here was unusually smooth. Yeah. The whole thing, right? Yeah, it was kind of smooth. Yeah, it was a lot of smooth. Uh, the, the hardest part is packing up everything, but we still did it pretty smoothly because we did a little bit here, mm-hmm. a little bit there, and we finally got it all done, and then I, we packed the shit out of that U-Haul so quick mm-hmm. and unloaded it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. See, you didn't know I could work hard like that. Boy, we get that stuff packed so quick. Mm-hmm. Unpack because I don't I lose patience so quick. We got to get this done fast or I'm going to give up. Yeah, you're a quitter. Right. Yeah. So, but we got it done and we did it real fast because if we don't get this done fast, my attention span is just gone after about an hour. I'm like, I need to take a break. Why are we still doing this? Yeah, yeah. take a break, come back to this a little bit later. So, you get a good hour out of me. Mhm. But we got it done within that time, so it was nice. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I think I lost like three pounds. In that hour? Within those two hours. Oh, okay. That's you know what I mean? That's hard work, yeah. Yeah, that's hard work. Maybe even four or five pounds. In four or Who five? Knows? Wow. Yeah. We need to put the battery back in our scale so I can check uh-huh. how much weight I gain or how much I lose. Yeah. Right now I feel uncomfortable because what if I check the scale and they say, Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god I'm gonna be like What the <laughs> fuck man I used to get on it All the time mm-hmm. I would check every day Like yeah And then every time Like In the morning Before I eat Like I would have lost Like Oh yeah I lost three pounds mm-hmm. By the middle of the day I'm like Nope You re- you remember <coughs> There was an episode Of Robin Big Where uh, Rob wanted Big To get healthy Mm-hmm. And they couldn't find a scale that would weigh him. Oh my god, I remember that. That was so so messed up. And they had to go to like a uh, junkyard where mm-hmm. they like weigh scrap to find a scale that would weigh that would weigh him. Right. And then uh, he ended up gaining weight after like the week, you know, of like his workouts, and you mm-hmm. know they got him a bike, and he was like, you know, Rob was on a skateboard behind them, and they were yeah biking around it was you know super goofy and then he gained weight at the end of it he's yeah like, and then like his like nutritionist is like oh, but do you feel better he's like yeah i feel good <laughs> it's like, no. and then she told him not to look at the scale 
Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what the scale says. It's all, it's all how you feel. Well, you got to go to a junkyard to get weighed every time <laughs> anyway. So it's not that hard to not look at the scale. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's like we were just having that conversation. It was this debate that came up and uh, about uh, a girl on a plane. She was sitting in the middle and the two women next to her were spilling in, over into her seat. Uh-huh. And uh, I think she had a freak out and people were saying she was insensitive and like, mm-hmm. but is she though? Mm-hmm. How is that fair for her? Right. But what's the solution? Look here, skinny girl. You don't get a, you don't be get to, mean to you don't get to be mean. You're fat over, shaming people. What would you, my, uh, my fat is spilling over into your seat. O- you can't judge my spillover. Oh my God. It's like, but at the same time she paid for her seat and why does she get three quarters of a seat? Mm-hmm. Because you get a, a your seat plus another quarter. Right. So what's the solution? Yeah. Everybody is saying that the seats have gotten smaller over the years so right. they could pack more in. Right. And so it's kind of excluding people who weigh over a certain amount. Uh-huh. So you got to buy two seats. Yeah. So go up to the front and say, hey, I need to purchase an extra seat. It's always at least one or two extra on the plane. Not all the time, but sometimes. If not, you got to wait for on standby. I gotta. I, I have my seat, but uh, this little guy, he still needs a seat. The, Pretty much. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like you get on a plane and you say that the seats are too small, are small for you. Uh-huh. Well, you fit perfectly in the seat. Me? Yeah, you're not. Squ- you're not squishing over on other people. No, but I. Uh, I am very uncomfortable in. Uh, okay, but that's your own problem. In an airplane, yeah. that's your problem. You ain't made it somebody else's problem. The right. problem. The issue comes in when you make it somebody else's problem. I and then feel, don't feel no way about it because whenever I sit down, I have a wide uh, uh, leg uh, separation. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like a V, mm-hmm. you know. Like my knees are on complete. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing my splits, mm-hmm. you know, basically. And whenever I'm on the plane, I gotta keep both of my legs like right next to each other, and it's so uncomfortable. I think yeah. I'm gonna ask for one of those like belt extenders and just put it around my legs, you know, to keep them together. Then I could probably relax a little more. What? That's too much. Uh-huh. And I can't I can't put the bag in the seat under in front of me. Mm-hmm. Because my feet have to go there. Yeah, but I could put it in front of me. I know, I just throw it in the thing though. Either way, I get it. Is yeah, my, but that's the thing too. They're they're like, oh no, backpacks and stuff. They they go under the seat, but I don't bring a roller bag. Right. My carry on is my backpack. Right. Right. So you could throw that up there. Right. But people are like, that's a backpack up there. Why is that backpack up there? Like, why is your roller bag up there? Yeah. Right. It's like fuck off, lady. Man. So that's, that's a, a, is that fair? Planes just aren't fair, Carmen. Yeah, it's a touchy situation yeah. because you got all these people from different walks of life and all these different thought processes, mm-hmm. all these different OCDs and whatever it is, and they're all on a plane together. And you expect everybody to follow the rules and just make it easy for everybody to get through this uncomfortable experience. Mm-hmm. But then you you don't have that sometimes. You remember uh, that Curb Your Enthusiasm where he was on a plane and he had the aisle seat. And mm-hmm. the girl was like, I'm having the, some bladder issues. You think I can have the aisle seat? And so he switched with her. Mm-hmm. 
and then she don't use the bathroom at all yeah you remember that mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like what is the deal you didn't use the bathroom at all <laughs> or like i've seen like i've seen on the plane situations i've seen one time this lady asked this guy and this happens all the time because mm-hmm. this happened to me before and i don't i didn't care mm-hmm. because it's not a big deal but this lady wanted this guy to to switch because she had a small child or mm-hmm. kids that couldn't sit with her it's right. somehow how they did the tickets like her like eight and nine year old like were in a different row right so she wanted to switch so she could be in the same row as them it's like and the guy said no mm-hmm I'm gonna take care of your children on this flight. <laughs> I'm be next to your kids yes, on this flight. Yeah, that's and weird. then it was this whole thing, and she was crying on a plane. And uh-huh. then the flight attendant was like, "Ma'am, this the seat he picked out and paid for. Yeah. He's not obligated to switch with you." Right. And she was like, "There was a mistake." With okay, so then the flight attendant is like, "Anybody want to be nice and like switch with her?" And then somebody switched, so she mm-hmm. could be with you her didn't kids. do it. I wasn't in the, involved in it. At all. Well, you could have been. I was like a you middle. I was like a middle seat. You could have been the hero, Carmen. No, I didn't have an aisle seat. I was like in the middle somewhere. Uh-huh. But like somebody's asked me to switch before, uh-huh. and if it's a couple aisles down or something, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. care. Whatever, you sit with your kids, but right. I don't mind. But if you say, can if I'm in a four fifth row back, and you say, can you switch with me, and I'm in a twentieth row, uh-huh. absolutely not. You better you go back there and that. ask somebody to switch. Why? No, I'm not going all the way back there when I'm already up here. Uh, it's going to take longer to get off. But it doesn't really. But it kind of does. Once they start moving, then you're off the plane. I don't care. I'm just not being, I'm not being inconvenienced for you because you don't got your stuff together. Because people don't do me no favors. I can't go ask somebody I in the third like row a, to switch. I feel like we flew somewhere and you asked a lady to switch. <laughs> and then we sat next to each other. No, I think that she switched automatically she saw that we were together and she switched i didn't ask her she mm. offered it and i took it mm. and that was nice of her yeah that's your favorite okay but i've done it before now you too got, now you owe one. yeah but i'm not going <laughs> i'm not going all the way to the back of the plane to switch uh-huh. you know what i mean like i'm not gonna You're go right. out of my way if it's something that's right there i don't mind being uh-huh. courteous but no yeah yeah that's too much but i tell you uh us living here is a big difference from living in Portland. Because uh-huh. in Portland, the whole city is gay. Everybody gay. It's mm-hmm. just a gay town. Like, that's what it is. Like, everybody is, they're able to express themselves. It's yeah, kind of like. Very prideful, a, yeah. Yeah, it's progressive. It's like, a, a, you'll see now a lot of gender fluid bathrooms and things like that. And mm-hmm. they try to be accepting to every, like, every, I mean, and it's it's weird how it where works. Where we were. Where we were, yeah. right in that you go outside of the city it's it's a little different it's about the same but that's why people flock towards portland because they know they can be themselves they can wear whatever they want and they're not going to get like criticized for it Mm -hmm. and uh i thought that was a cool little vibe because nobody care about what you look like or how like Mm -hmm. they like i dress at this thrift store i go get my costumes from like nobody cared about none of that stuff that superficial stuff what about it um, I go to Kroger here in Columbus, mm-hmm. and I guess the guy's bathroom had broken. Mm-hmm. So there were men going into the women's bathroom and using the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so there's this large sign on the door, like, attention! And it was, like, big red exclamation marks and, like, dots on it. 
It was like men, but do not go in a women's bathroom at all. If you want to use the men's bathroom, you go out the door and around the corner from the store and there's a bathroom for you guys until the men's bathroom Mm -hmm. gets fixed. But do not, and I repeat, do not go in a women's bathroom. And the sign was like so aggressive. I was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. It was weird coming from Portland, like, and then coming here and seeing that sign. It's like, damn. Uh Uh-huh. Different values. Different values. But that is kind of weird too. It's it's aggressive. Uh, no, I mean like to like. to a grocery store bathroom to you know be a unisex. You know, I would imagine some people might be uncomfortable. I could see that. I get it, but the it was the sign itself was mm-hmm. aggressive. Like I feel like you could have had a sign like that and got your point across without like attention and like big as like red on it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it was super aggressive and yeah. it was posted like all over the wall it was like a big sign on the door mm-hmm. it's like jesus christ mm-hmm. don't know men's come in here no better not i mean a guy like just gotta pee real quick and just jump in there and use the stall mm-hmm. i mean i go in the men's bathroom mm-hmm. here nobody say anything mm-hmm. they don't care they're not like that girl's in there it's like well somebody's in the girl's bathroom i use the men's bathroom anytime i want to mm-hmm like with no problem mm-hmm. like not a big one but if it's like one stall you know mm-hmm. i could lock the door behind me i'll go in if it's a one holer yeah yeah like at a gas station or something right yeah yeah i get it but i'm not gonna go into like a big bathroom yeah. with a bunch of men and just what well, i supposed to be just looking at people while they pee mm-hmm. people gonna say that girl's looking at us right yeah mm-hmm. how would you feel about that how would i feel about you in the bathroom and girls just strolling through hanging out i've been the one there was a there was a place a club in louisville and they had uh communal bathrooms Mm -hmm. and there's the stall and it was basically just like a men's room like there are urinals and then behind the urinals were stalls and the girls would go to the stalls. yeah that's pretty cool though Mm -hmm. right I guess so. I guess from a club environment, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Everybody in there just chilling. Yeah, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. After a few drinks, mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever. Come yeah. on, let's go this to the bathroom so together. Yeah. Yeah. That's super funny. Mm-hmm. So, um, are you ready for the upcoming Thanksgiving? Yes. I'm ready for the upcoming Thanksgiving. You're going to make a cool pie or something? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Kirk I gotta is, do one for work. Kirk is a dessert king. He can make good stuff. Yeah. You should do something with uh, some graham cracker and marshmallow. Why? I don't know. A s'mores? A s'mores pie. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could do that. Yeah. Well, is that it? Sure. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Sweet Gravy Podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, please go to sweetgravypod at gmail.com. You can also check us out on YouTube and every other streaming platform. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye.